Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg and I welcome you to our study in Obadiah covering verses 10 through 16 and the conclusion of this two-part study and other free materials as well as our contact and donation information can all be found at our website bbfohio.com Just scroll down to the most recent studies to catch part two as we begin this study with a current events update and then Obadiah's one chapter will cover verses 10 through 16 titled The Cause of Edom's Calamity This is part one of two current events update number one Israel is back on track for the great tribulation Amen. one of the uh, things about uh, the Trump presidency was it was a mixed bag they they kind of junked the two-state solution which is a good thing but then Jared Kushner went over there and whipped up this Abraham Accords and uh, kind of uh, set the stage for Gog Magog because uh, if you see, Russia is really uh, dangerously, um, I think, close to being to the point where they'll invade uh, Israel. They would come through Syria, use it as a base. But uh, if you look at the nations that in Ezekiel are not listed as part of the Gog Magog War, they just happen to be the nations that were going along with the Abraham Accords with Israel. And we talked about that some time back. Despite all the obstacles, still today, a large majority of Israelis support the vision of the two-state solution. I am one of them. We have only one condition. That the future Palestinian state will be a peaceful one. That it will not become another terror base from which to threaten the well-being and the very existence of Israel. That we will have the ability to protect the security of all the citizens of Israel at all times. Uh, that's the Prime Minister of Israel in the United Nations uh, General Assembly. And uh, that's the first time you've heard that in a number of years from an Israeli Prime Minister. And uh, you just have to remember the last days, and we repeat this over and over, we support Israel. We support their right to exist as a nation. We support their right to be in their land. Uh, people say, well, they, they, want, they, they got it through intrigue and war. and Yes, so did your country. Every country. I don't care where you're from. Every country got what they've got today through an intrigue and war. Um, and it's theirs. Historically, though, they have a claim to the land that no one else has. So they have a right to that land on numerous bases. And um, they, they, they desire peace. You go back to Psalms, you see how many times David says, I speak of peace, but they speak of war. Yeah. And that's how it is with Israel and the nations. But they are being led by people who reject Jesus as Christ. They reject him as the Messiah. And they're spiritually blind. And for that reason, really, since 1948, they've done things that if they weren't spiritually blind, they wouldn't have done. One of the things was handing the Temple Mount over to Muslims. <laughs> that, there's no explanation for that other than spiritual blindness. Why would you do that? And um, this two-state solution is the same thing. It's insane. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.14, Paul explains, 
says, talking about the Jews, but their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which is uh, veil is done away in Christ. If they would uh, receive Christ, they'd suddenly uh, understand their own Bible. And one of the reasons why Jews, no matter what type, Reformed, Conservative, Orthodox, Ultra-Orthodox, whatever type you talk about, they don't follow the Bible. None of them do. The Orthodox are very Talmudic. They're very traditional-based, just like the Pharisees. But they're not Torah-following by any stretch. And uh, Paul says, But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. They don't get it. Why? Well, Moses said that God would bring a, raise up a prophet like unto himself, and there's marks of who that prophet is, and Moses says that when, you, when he appears, you should follow him, listen to him, follow him. They don't. And that veil remains until Jesus returns. Now, that's on a national basis. As we talked about Sunday uh, in our study of uh, in Isaiah, in our Sunday school, finishing out the chapter there, Isaiah 27, that the um, nation is judged as a nation. But individual Jews can and have and do believe in Jesus Christ. Throughout church history, there's been a remnant of Jews who believe in Jesus Christ. Some of the great missionaries and evangelists through the years have been Jews who believe in Jesus Christ. Um, but as a nation, as a whole, with the exception of that remnant of believers, that veil remains until Jesus returns. Second Corinthians 3.16 says, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the nation, the veil shall be taken away. And that's what we read in Zechariah 12, they'll look upon Him whom they pierced. Jesus repeated that Himself. And we read those uh, texts Sunday as well. Israel will give up land for peace. It's going to happen. Uh, I expect that when that happens, it's going to be really close to before or after the rapture. It's going to be real close. I expect it could happen before the rapture, setting the stage for once the rapture happens. Um, but in the end, God will judge all nations for doing so. This is a good, uh, important verse to mark in your Bible. Joel 3, actually 1 through 3, we studied this and talked about it in our Joel studies. Verse 2 says, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. And what? That's the two-state solution. That is parting the land, giving land to the Palestines as a bribe for them to stop killing Jews. It won't happen. The land will be parted, but they'll never stop trying to kill the Jews. And that explains it. So there's an example. When you're, when you're watching the news, first of all, you shouldn't be watching the mainstream news at all. And when you find a good news source and you're watching that, even that, most of those conservative-type news sources are filled with unbelievers and Roman Catholics and assorted other non-dispensationalists who don't understand what's going on. Yeah. So as you watch it, you have to have your Bible fresh in your mind and open on your lap or laptop or phone or wherever you're using your Bible. And, and yet, that's how you understand what's going on in the world. Number two, Hurricane Ian heading straight for Orlando oh, Disney World. and Disney World. Disney World. Amen. 
otherwise known as Sodom Land for Children. Now, I want to say this. We pray for the safety of Orlando, but we can't help take note of the fact that this thing is barreling down on Orlando. And, uh, you know, just of all the places on, going right toward Orlando, going to hit Disney on the way to downtown Orlando. Um, this is their local storm team. And this guy, this was uh, last night. They were saying this, and it's right on. It's staying right on track as far as last I checked. And it shows there right where still going to be a number, uh, uh, Category 1, by the time it hits Orlando. <clears throat> if you don't think that a Category 1 or even a tropical storm is a dangerous storm, Charlie would be happy to explain to you what it's like to go through one of those. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> And, and yeah, and the, the, the tornadoes and everything go along with it. This was a little bit later, um, and he was getting a little more animated. And uh, they were pointing and saying, this thing is right on track to come right through Orlando. Now, if you look on a map, you'll see that Disney World is just down southwest which is the track that this storm is going to take as it approaches Orlando. It's set to go right over, right on top of Disney if it stays the course that it's going. And um, there's a little close-up of where he was pointing. Yeah. And uh, let me see, go back there. It's uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. is uh, what they're now calling for it, hitting Orlando. And uh, we shall see. Um, and I'm not, I just want to leave it out there for a second. I'm not, Johnny and I have had good conversations about this. I'm not one that believes that everything that happens is the judgment of God. But I'm also not one that doesn't believe that some things happen because of the judgment of God. It, it's something that we'll never be able to be dogmatic about a lot of times. But just as the book, as America um, yeah. has done unto Israel, documents it. Right now, the United States government is behind what's going on with Israel. You want? Let me put it this way. Do you wonder why the Prime Minister of Israel stood up in front of the UN and endorsed the two-state solution? Two words. Biden administration. And here we are. The United States, once again, just like documented in that book by John McTernan, Pushing Israel to give up land for peace, pressuring them to do so behind the scenes. And now we're getting crushed by this hurricane. And it just happens to then land on Sodom World, where they're perverting little children and exposing little children to perversion and grooming children. And they've been arresting pedophiles. Employees of Disney are being arrested for pedophilia and sex trafficking. You won't learn that by the mainstream news sources, but the reports are out there, especially if you look at the local uh, news websites down there.
Verse 10, the cause of Edom's calamity. We opened up last week the introduction, the vision um, concerning Edom. And Edom brought, we're going to see, brought God's judgment on themselves as a nation. 
as we read here. And again, just like any other nation, individual Edomites could have been saved. And as far as we know, they may have been. And may have come to Israel and joined themselves to Israel and then became a part of the nation. Um, we also know there were other Edomites stragglers during the time of Christ, including Herod and his family. They were all um, killed. <laughs> and they were wicked. So let's pick up verse 10. Let's read through verse 16. We're going to have you join or read with me on the even verses. So jump right in there with verse 10. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates, and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. But thou shouldest not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger, neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldest not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity, Yea, thou shouldest not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldest thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those of his that did escape. Neither shouldest thou have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return upon thine own head. For as ye have drunk upon my holy mountain, so shall all the heathen drink continually. Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. Amen? Amen. So verse 1 there, or verse 10, I'm sorry, the first verse we read there. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee. Um, and thou shalt be cut off forever. That's really the basic summary of what we're reading there. It's the theme of this whole short book, really. Payday for Edom. And uh, we discussed this recently, either Sunday or last Wednesday, that uh, there's a payday. You read throughout, it's an interesting study to go through and read about the blood crying out. And that God will have a reckoning. And uh, we've already, I believe, seen a lot of that throughout history. We're going to see it. And really that's what the uh, Joel uh, chapter 3 verse 2 text that we read is all about during our current events update. And Psalm 137.7 says, Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem who said, Raise it, raise it even to the foundation thereof. Almost sounds like a chant. Like all these left-wingers out there chanting as they're burning down cities in the United States of America. Same spirit behind it all. And uh, as Israel was being destroyed by Assyria, and as Jerusalem and the southern kingdom was destroyed by Babylon, Edomites were happy to see it. They rejoiced over it. There's a passage in Proverbs that talks about that. I didn't run it as a reference for our reading tonight, but some of you may remember in, in uh, Proverbs it 
tells you not to rejoice when you see your enemy uh, fall, because God may see that and then have mercy on them and yeah. and let you suffer. So, <laughs> yeah, turn away his wrath. Um, that's what uh, Edom. Edom should have read the book of Proverbs. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The book's for everybody. <laughs> it all began, though, when Moses asked Edom for a rite of passage on the way to Canaan. You remember that in your reading? They're passing through uh, Negev, and they're going past what we now know as Seir and Petra and that whole region. Look over Numbers 20 for a refresher here. Let's go back there and read that. Numbers 20. And beginning verse 14. You can read the odd verses with me. I'm going to start verse 14. And Moses sent messengers from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Thus saith thy brother Israel. Why do you call him brother? Israel was named after who? Jacob. And who's Jacob's brother? Yeah, see? Thus saith thy brother Israel, Thou knowest all the travail that hath befallen us. Read 15 with me. How our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, He heard our voice and sent an angel, and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of thy border. Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields or through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed by thy borders. There, there's a, it was actually a king's highway. It's a trade route that they took through that uh, area. And they, they weren't going to you know, deplete the... Uh, resources and the crops and that sort of thing. Verse 18, And Edom said unto him, Thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with the sword. And again, read 19. And the children of Israel said unto him, We will go by the highway, and if I and my cattle drink of thy water, then I will pay for it. I will only, without doing anything else, go through on my feet. Trying to reason with them. Verse 20, and he said, Thou shalt not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border. Wherefore Israel turned away from him. So there you go. That's the, that was strike one with Edom. And um, we talked about last week, Amaziah, when he became king, decimated Edom and took 10,000 prisoners and went up on Mount Hor and threw 10,000 people off the cliff in front of the people in Sierra who witnessed it. And uh, that wasn't the end of Edom, but that was one of the death nails in that nation. But the icing on the cake was when Edom cheered and cheered on a series of abuses of Israel and even took part in it. And you have to understand this was brutal. They skinned people alive in front of their loved ones. 
and brutalized the people. They would put hooks in their noses and in their lips and then drag them purposely, sometimes drag them to the point they would rip their lips and everything and just torturing people. And all the way, if you look on a map, you see how far that is from uh, Israel into uh, Damascus and the surrounding towns. It's horrible. And there weren't very many survivors uh, when it comes to the soldiers, the people fighting. They, did, they just killed them. Um, and so Obadiah says in verses 11 12, In the day that thou stoodest on the other side. So here's what Edom is doing while Assyria is just brutalizing the Jews. It says, uh, In the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. They actually took part in some of this. Verse 12, But thou shouldest not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger, neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Um, if you're not right with God, if you're uh, in rebellion against God, or you're just wicked, and you haven't been watching this, and you see a Christian suffering, uh, that doesn't mean God's blessing you. God's got His reasons for allowing Christians and His people in the Old Testament the same way, allowing them to go through suffering. Um, it has nothing to do with Edomites being righteous or blessed by God. And so they, in their pride, uh, pretended that that was... I've, I've seen that through the years. I've seen the wicked people... wicked.